help me welcome back to the show my friend and podcast host on his own, David Harris Jr. Welcome back, CL Bryant Show. How are you, man? CL, I'm good, my brother. Thank you so much for having me on. And let me just first say my prayers, my thoughts are with you in this time. Um, it's I can't even imagine what you're going through, but I do know who the God of all comfort is, and uh, and he's with you, and I just pray that he would continue to comfort you in this time, that he would give you peace and rest and uh, and strength, because you are needed in this fight, you are a champion in this fight, and I'm honored to be your brother, sir, so thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for that, uh, David, uh, you just don't know what that means and I don't have the words to tell you what it means to me uh, thank you so much uh, I promised Jane uh, that I would continue doing what I have done for years with all of my might and with help of friends and brothers like you uh, I certainly look forward to uh, seeing you on the trail and engaging in this fight together David let's talk about um, your book let's talk about why I couldn't stay silent because that's exactly what I'm hearing here from you and we are plowing the way so others can come out and be vocal as well. Why couldn't you stay silent? Talk to us about it. What I saw taking place in 2016 is the same exact thing that's taking place right now. I truly believe that our country is hanging in the balance. Uh, I believe that, uh, you know, what the former President Obama what he was trying to do to our country, uh, again, as a person of color, a member of the black community, I'm an American first. I'm a Christian, actually, first. And one thing my good Christian mother taught me was to judge uh, a, a person, a politician, by how they vote, not what they say on stage. And so when I first heard of, of Barack uh, being able to potentially become the first president, of course, as a member of the black community, I was excited about that possibility and that thought process. But then I began to research how he voted. And when I saw that he had voted uh, for late-term abortion, understanding that that is literally dismembering babies in the womb, and then I also saw that he voted against a bill that would provide medical treatment to babies that had survived abortion attempts, I didn't care what color he was. He wasn't going to get my vote. And that is still what we're up against right now. If this president that we currently have, uh, for some reason, is not reelected, the Democrat Party has made it very clear that they will uh, push abortion as far as they can, um, anytime, anywhere, for any reason, up to any time, uh, the point of, up to the point of birth, and even after they're already talking about it. And to me, CL, that is just purely evil. It is absolutely evil. So back, when I wrote the book, it was me sharing what I felt was at stake for this country. Um, it is still at stake in this country right now. And as a Christian, regardless of maybe the, the rhetoric that we hear from the president that we don't like, as a Christian and as a, a member of the human race that understands harming an innocent baby in the womb uh, is not right, there's only one choice, and, uh, and that's President Donald J. Trump. So I share that. I talk about what I believe the new civil rights movement is, which is a movement of black Americans waking up to their rich heritage of faith and saying, we need God. 
we need to honor our values and we need to vote and support those that honor our Christian values. And I believe that movement is happening and it's a part of what Black Voices with Trump is, is doing with you and I and, and so many great others is trying to reach the black community with the values that matter to us and to all Americans. Man, and I passed the liberal mainstream media that refuses to share what this president is doing for the black community. Absolutely well said. Uh, David Harris Jr. is my guest, author of the book, Why I Couldn't Stay Silent, uh, founding member of uh, the advisory board, Black Voices for Trump, in his own right, a voice throughout our nation. He is my special guest. David, let me ask you this then. Um, you and I can talk about this uh, because we understand the nature of it and maybe we can present it in a way that uh, is understandable to to others black or white but particularly the black community why is it in so many cases we will research a candidate and we'll understand that that candidate is not voting uh, the way our traditional values are but yet our uh, emotional attachment to color uh, overshadows our common sense. Is there an explanation from your point of view for that? Let's talk about that from your point of view. I believe that because America does have the stain of slavery uh, in its history, and because it has been kept in the mainstream media and championed and rallied by Democrats as them professing to be the saviors of the black community, which couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, if you research and understand the Democrat Party was the party of slavery, was the party of segregation, was the party that founded the KKK, uh, if you, when you understand those things, it, 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 for, for a member of the black community to, to understand those things, it causes a, uh, an, inter- an interesting, I think, dynamic in the person's mind. I, I think we are a proud people. And I think because of what our, our people have been through in this country, we have a tendency to want to uh, really stand up uh, and really be proud of that. But I think that that can actually work against us because, A, pride comes before a fall, and, and B, when you're proud about something, sometimes you can't – it's harder to change your mind based on truths or based on new evidence. And so, unfortunately, because so much of the black community – was raised with this ideology and belief a lot of a lot of folks it's kind of like spike lee i was thinking about spike lee and him coming out calling us all that were at the white house and in the oval office with the president calling us house slaves and i said you know i wonder if if spike lee was one of those that was raised in a house where i've got black friends that have shared this with me my parents didn't do this i'm thankful but i've got friends that said their parents always said the white man is evil, Republicans are evil, and they actually were raised to hate white people. And I said, now, isn't it interesting that maybe Spike Lee, and I can't say this for a fact, but the fact that he would call out members of his own community and liken them to house slaves because they had the invitation and the honor to sit with the president of the United States, it goes back to the core of what I believe the black community is battling. And it's an identity crisis absolutely an identity crisis wow our identity has been shared and told that the democrat party are our champions the democrat party is not our is not who we are we're, we're not a party we are a people we are americans 
And for all intents and purposes, our rich heritage is of faith in God. We've got to get back to that identity, but we have to understand that that's what the issue is first. Friends, we want to examine uh, and delve deeper into this. We're going to delve deeper into this with David Harris Jr. After a a brief break, David, I hope you can stay with me through the break here for just uh, a few more minutes because uh, there is something that you and I uh, need to discuss, and I want to hear it from your point of view. Uh, Folks, that's why um, we build the bridge every day to conversation, hopefully bringing you conversation that normally you don't have discussed uh, on on other shows, we have guests like David Harris Jr., who, in fact, knows how to discuss those things that we talk around but never actually unpack in our conversation. And one of the things that I, I want to talk to you about when we come back, Davis, it, uh, David Harris Jr., is this. Um, you mentioned Spike Lee, and uh, I know so many others who um, uh, I actually approached Spike uh, to help me with Runaway Slave. That uh, was crickets, man. But uh, but just the same, uh, <laughs> let me tell you, uh, I, I, I often wonder wonder, do they know better than they are saying? Does Al Sharpton actually know better? Did Jess, does Jesse Jackson Jackson know uh, better? Uh, you know, John Lewis and the like, you know, people like that. Uh, do they actually know better? And uh, I want to discuss that and unpack that with David Harris uh, Jr. when we return after the break. David, uh, before we go to break, tell people how to get in touch with you and how to get a hold of your work. My website is davidharrisjr.com, and that's where a person can get the book, Why I Couldn't Stay Silent. Um, it's also on Audible, so if a person likes to listen to uh, books, uh, I did the narration for that myself, so you can get Why I Couldn't Stay Silent on Audible. And all the links for all my social media handles are all on my website. They're all David J. Harris, Jr. David Harris, Jr. is my special guest. Black Voices for Trump. He is, along with me, C.L. Bryant. And we're going to return when we'll be talking about this particular question. We'll be unpacking this particular question. Does so-called black leaders like Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, John Lewis, you name them, uh, the usual suspects, do they really know better than they present themselves? Are we looking at uh, something that is truly a charade? My guest, David Harris Jr. and I are called, uh, you know, house niggers uh pardon uh, you know sorry you you know ears out there but that's what we're called uh, for honor being honored for being honored and of course this year i didn't get a chance to go this year but let me tell you being honored in that way why would one group person in your ethnicity in your group of, of 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 ethnocentricity ethnocentricity call you something bad for being honored and so we're going to unpack that when we come back because friends let me tell you there is something twisted going on here 
that need be investigated. And I can't think of a better person to unpack it with than David Harris Jr., author of Why I Couldn't Stay Silent. One with me here today. CL, back for the first time since uh, the loss of my beloved uh, wife. She's enjoying a, a, a lifestyle and life now that I none of us can possibly imagine. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of any of us what God has in store for those who love him. And now a uh, part of that cloud of witnesses watching us run our race. Uh, I am happy. Uh, that uh, she is now free of pain and and, um, the woes and worries of this world. One day, we'll all join her in uh, that place. I'm CL. Be back with David Harris Jr. Don't go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth So you cleaned me up inside You thought I was to die Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL back with you today on the CL Bryant show. It is a great day in the USA. And my special guest is David Harris Jr. Go to DavidHarrisJr.com where you can find his book, Why I Couldn't Stay Silent. And uh, when we left, I was posing a, a question and I wanted to unpack and, and uh, talk about here today. When we look at so-called black leaders uh, in in, uh, in America, and you know him, the usual suspects, Al Sharpton leading, uh, has been leading the pack, and uh, you know, and so forth. The question is, do they know better? Uh, then they actually represent themselves. Uh, is that truly uh, what they are, are thinking? Have they thought that historically? David, when we look at the uh, people who folks look to as so-called black leaders, is it possible that we are being led or being misled by folks who actually know better? Talk to us about that. Do they know better than they're talking? What do you think? I do believe that they do know better, uh, and it's, I think it's I think it's different depending on who it is. I think that the politicians, like the Jeff, Jesse Jacksons, like the Al Sharptons, um, I, I believe hopefully that they were champions for the black community. But I believe also 
that at some point money became an issue. And we, we understand from the greatest book that we've ever had the opportunity to, to read, uh, the love of money is the root of all evil. The only thing and the only reason why I could uh, imagine an individual would purposely sell out any other individual, especially members of their own community, is for the love of money. And we know specifically that black pastors were paid to push certain rhetoric and narratives and even endorse Planned Parenthood back in the day when that was a eugenics program to wipe out black people founded by uh, a racist woman, Margaret Sanger, that absolutely wanted to wipe blacks and Jews off the face of the map. So it's not far-fetched to understand for, for individuals to grow in their notoriety for championing, supposedly championing the black community, uh, and then at some point changing their direction, their course of action based on money. I mean, hey, we've all been tempted from, from time to time or even every day to do this, that, or the other. And until a person's been tempted with an enormous amount of money, popularity, and support by individuals that, uh, that don't have their own people's interest at heart, you know, we won't know what that feels like. It's easy to say, and I, I can confirm and say that I, I know I would not, but for the average person to be thrust into a spotlight and be a champion and then be tested and tempted with money and power, uh, I believe that some people, it's, it's a history, it's a story as old as time, some people do waver. And once they get off that course, I think it's so hard for them to get back on the right course. Then they have to champion all, everything that they've been saying, and they stay there. So for the politicians, I think that uh, uh, that that have been pushing and supporting the Democrats' agenda and, and open borders, which is anti-Black America, uh, abortion, which is anti-Black America, I believe they've they've sold out. They're they're not in it for us as a community. They're in it for themselves and what they can get. Let's uh, unpack that even more when we're talking about selling out uh, here, because you and I, we do what we do, not because it's popular. We do this because it's right, folks. Uh, there's a whole lot of other things that David and I could be doing without being called names and threatened and all this type of thing, you know, that, that make life a whole lot easier. But we do this because it's, we believe it's right. Now, that's, that's where I want to take up this question with you, David. Are there then uh, those who don't care if it's right as long as they get paid? Is that what we, we see emerging on the side of uh, uh, Democrat Marxist? Uh, is that the direction that the party is going? They don't really care what's right as long as the agenda of changing and uh, America fundamentally occurs. Talk to us about that. I do. You know, I, I still believe that there is, uh, you know, there's a hatred and an evil that works through people. And let's take the color out of it, right? The, there is an enemy that, would, that seeks to kill, steal, and destroy everything we have and who we are. And that enemy will work through anybody, regardless of their race. But then he will use that race if it reinforces the hatred that, they can uh, that that person will use to drive them in a direction of a certain agenda. So you take that, for instance, with the Marxism that is rising through the Democrat Party. It's not even a lick of it on the Republican side, on the conservative side. It's rising up through the Democrat Party. We've got an avowed socialist, which is just the 
little baby brother of communism. It is its roots are in Marxism. And the agenda and the goal for that is to destroy our way of life, our economy, our society, uh, our country. And it is rising up through the Democrat Party. I believe that it's able to do that because it has its roots in that same hate and evil. And if somebody will hate something enough, it'll drive them to do things that aren't for the country's best interest. Let me ask you this then, David. Uh, with that in mind, my special guest is David Harris Jr. David Harris Jr. dot com is where you can find his latest work, uh, Why I Couldn't Stay Silent, uh, there. And he and I are both advisory board members for Black Voices for Trump. Black Voices for Trump. David Harris Jr., C.L. Bryant on with you here today. David, uh, when we think about then uh, what you are saying um, we think about the wrestling of not between flesh and blood necessarily but between you know forces that uh, are actually spiritual uh, when we look at this president's stance in defending religious freedom talk to the audience about your perspective on why at this moment in this time that god would place a person seemingly unlikely as donald john trump at the helm of a nation like america talk to us about it david well as i had researched and as i had begun to research about donald trump when he was running some things you know, stood out to me, the ice skating rink in New York City, where for years the city couldn't get the ice skating rink in Central Park working. They couldn't get it to make ice. Uh, they spent millions and millions of dollars, and they still, after years, couldn't get it finished. Donald Trump came in and said, I'll get the job done. He got it, he got it done under budget and got it done in a few months. He knows how to get the job done. Um, I also uh, think about the young woman that had uh, uh, lost her, her family, the American Idol singer. Her name is totally blanking me right now. But um, she's uh, a, a young black gal, and her mother, I believe, and brother were murdered. And Donald Trump took them in, said, stay in my hotel. You know, stay in my hotel, free of charge. Um, he didn't care. You know, he took care of her uh, and her family. Just, just like the story of Marlando, when blacks and Jews were not being allowed in at Palm Beach, inside of country clubs because it was the white elites, Donald Trump said, no, we're going to, we're going to change that. He got Mar-a-Lago and he opened it up to blacks and Jews. And he's got a history of getting the job done. He's got a history of championing uh, what should be civil rights issues. Um, he was friends back in the eighties in with the Jesse Jacksons that were, you know, pushing for the rainbow coalition that were trying to help uh, black people in, in, in those areas have more of a prominent role in business in New York. And, He's got a history of getting the job done. Now, when I look at why God would choose a man like that, well, I think God likes people to get the job done. And I think that I think that God likes a person that gets the job done over the person that talks about how they should do it or why they shouldn't do it or, or just sits there spinning their wheels. And when it comes to an individual that is, that is true to their word, that gets the job done, and then at, at, at some point in his life, I know he had a heart change towards God. He's been championing the rights of unborn babies. He's championing our ally in Israel. He's championing religious liberties in our country. Um, he's championing the very things that Christians should want to support him for. 
And the backlash that's even coming from the so-called Christians or pastors, uh, there's been articles out there from Christianity Today, which is now a far left-leaning rag magazine, just uh, a part of the Democrat arm. It, it really, I really believe that it is, uh, that want to talk about how his rhetoric makes, makes him um, unvotable. It, it makes it he, he's not even, you know, shouldn't be a person we can vote for. It's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. At, you know, go back to what my mom said. It is absolutely ridiculous, David. Look at who he stood up for, and he stands up for all of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. David, uh, tell the people once more and again how they can come to you, get a hold of you, bring you to where they are, if they're so inclined. Uh, how, do, how would they do that? Yeah, DavidHarrisJr.com. I do have a contact form on there uh, that people can reach out to me if, uh, if a person would like me to speak at their event. Um, I have a contact form where you can you can request that as well for speaking engagements. I have a show now. I'm stepping up to get in the podcast game like you, my brother. The, the David J. Harris Jr. Show is found on uh, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. Uh, I do some uh, – I, I have amazing shows where I cover news and topics and do some amazing one-on-one interviews, which I'd love to have you on my show, CL, and really do a deep dive with you when time uh, permits. But um, that is that's a new baby of mine that I'm really proud of is that podcast. And then um, all my handles are David J. Harris, Jr. We're going to make it happen. Michelle, we're going to make that happen with David Harris, Jr. uh, here in just a couple of weeks. Listen, man, God bless you and God keep you. Continue to fight the good fight. I know that you will because you are David Harris, Jr. Um, I'll talk to you on the trail. I'll talk to you real soon. Thank you for being on with me, my friend.